Hello listener, um, my name is Peter Stanley and I remain your host of the Tribe Network. Uh, it's lovely to have you here again. This is our second episode of the Black Tactics series. And just like we had the other time, today we are also having Dabe Ritchie, who is a penultimate law student at the University of Nigeria. He is also the host of the White Collar Network and um, his interest spans through energy, alternative dispute resolution, and then some other very interesting areas of law and um, professional life. So today we'll be talking to him about um, skillful communication, and then we'll be having his insight on the topic. So Dabarichi, you're welcome. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. It's nice to have you. So today we'll be talking about communication skills and how professionals and prospective professionals could actually leverage on these skills. So uh, beginning, I would like to begin with the question of um, what is your view of the entirety of the concept of communication. Okay. Um, communication, uh, I'll try and make this as, as um, simple as possible and also as uh, basic as possible. Communication is all about sending messages. Messages um, through different mediums, whether by word of mouth or by these days as we have by social media. And communication is an essential part of what we do as human beings. We communicate every day. Sometimes we do also non-verbal means to, to communicate through using signals, or eye signals, and all that. Um, communication in itself, I think, is, is, is a prime distinguishing factor between two people. Um, when you meet someone for the very first time, what strikes you the most, apart from appearance, is how they speak, how they communicate, how they are able to perhaps introduce themselves, or how they are able to, you know, ask for your name. Those little little things are like, oh, I like this person. I like I like the way he just expresses himself. You understand? So apart from appearance, communication is that other um, scale, or rather, if I could call it that, a scale or a human tool which connects us with other people. So that's essentially what communication is. That's a very nice one, and then um, we're looking at it from the perspective of um, how professionals could actually leverage on their skills, because just as you have said, it is um, communication that basically um, gives your your audience the first impression of who you are, what is the value you have to give and all that. So what value should you advise, or would you advise that um, professionals, prospective professionals and persons of the like actually place on developing uh, these communication skills and all that? Okay, I think it's a fantastic question you asked. Um, now, I wouldn't want to pay a certain bias because, you know, we are law students and we're going to become potential lawyers, but I'm going to give this a, a general view. But I'll start very specifically. Now, um, when I got into the university, I knew that eventually, I mean, eventually leaving this, this environment as naturally as a lawyer, I was communicating and I was almost at the highest echelons. And it was not just about, about the highest echelons. Even even as little things in your society, something happens. And they say, oh, they say, oh, God, lawyer, what, how do you do about it? And it's about transmitting the, what your thoughts and ideas into words that, in the most simplest form, that's even, you know, people who are not perhaps as scholarly as you can understand. Now, um, communication from the legal, from our own legal uh, profession is, is index and indispensable to whether you are an advocate or a solicitor. Now, uh, people 
especially law students, for example, some of them who might have problems with communication, shy away and say, oh, I'm shy, I'm not really shy, I don't speak a lot, or they use this, this cool word, they say I'm conservative, <laughs> which, 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 which is another cool of saying I'm shy, yes. I don't really, give me a yes. mic, I'll crack. But I, I came in here and I, I had to recognize that, okay, yes, look, I'm learning the ropes, uh, but I need to learn from someone who who is more experienced than uh, experienced in this field. So uh, like I remember vividly my first year, my second semester, I had the privilege of attending an event organized by the University of Nigeria Students Bar Association. And I met this um, young man, um, Jeffrey Wokolo. So first thing that um, you know, struck me before, before even the way he, he you know, dresses is, is the way he was able to communicate his ideas. I mean, he was an anchor for the program, but it was about transmitting those ideas he has and and also keeping in lead on the event. If you understand, like people who who anchor events control the tempo. So I could even from then I could just see how he was doing this and how the whole um, audience was responding to this, and, and it felt like magic to me. And I was telling myself, look, I want to. How is this done? I want to do. So what I did was I um, I went over to him. After the introductions, and uh, we we became uh, professional connections, and you know, to a large extent, taught me the ropes of how to how to really um, be able to connect with people. Because at the end of the, the end goal of communication is, is to connect. So um, I worked part time in the public relations for clever communication. Worked part time, uh, learned the ropes, and um, also from from. Like moving forward, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm any expert whatsoever. Yeah. It's, uh, the art of public speaking is something you learn every single day. You keep improving on it every single day. And also, you take responsibility. So, um, I tell people that if you're afraid to speak, the only way to cure that is by speaking. As simple as that. You don't got, uh, yeah, yeah, look, reading books will help you, um, watching videos will help you. But you must take that first step and speak. You understand? So, um, I was given the opportunities to anchor programs through that medium. I still go on uh, programs and anchor them. But no, not to stray too far, I would want to also connect this to other aspects of, um, of uh, professional life. Uh, apart from lawyers who are natural leaders in the society, uh, I believe uh, communication is an essential part of just uh, uh, the professional life. and. Also, practitioners in the different fields. I'll give you an example. There's a joke I have a friend made. I said, if a doctor tested, if a doctor conducted a test for yeah. HIV and it turns out for a patient, it turns out positive. It's communication skills for you to be able to communicate the result yeah. and also allay the person's fears. But what people want is to make that people think it's it's not something you do in a day. It's the same way if, if you if you've ever been in a, uh, like if you've seen movies, for example, where perhaps the doctor has gone into the wardrobe, has come out, the person uh, perhaps they didn't make it, and he's trying to communicate to the family members. He's always keeps a cool demeanor. Yeah. Fact, by the time he comes, you're guessing on what's happening. He keeps a very cool demeanor and passes it to you, and you think, ah, this doctor is heartless. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he's keeping his emotions in check. There's a message he has to deliver at that time, and he's trying to do that to the best of his uh, ability, and he does that, and that's, and, and you know, it has served the purpose. But if, if by the time he comes out, if, he, if, if, if he's already emotional, you already know ah, what's happening. That's what I was going to say. So, so 
I believe that it's, it's an indispensable part of what human beings do generally and um, as much as possible people should have open honest communication and also um, the art of public speaking should be practiced not just um, as, as, a, as a professional tool but also personally because it helps. Yeah, uh, just for the purpose of re-emphasis, I think you've said this already, you said that um, uh, the art of speaking is actually something you learn continuously. Yes, yes. No one is actually an expert in it and all that. But then we find that um, some of the times, how do people uh, get to keep their curiosity? Is that the word? Their anxiousness. Most of the times, when you find even persons who are already professionals, they want to talk, they still um, blabber. They still, they still, you still find their hands shaking. You still find them being all um, shaky and all that. So is there a particular way to avoid this, 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 this uh, what do I begin to call it now? Stage fright. Yeah. You said? Stage fright. Yeah. Uh, well, something of that nature. But then the, even those who are very good in speaking, you still find that they have it. Some of those who are already exposed, some of the times they're just anxious whenever they're about to talk. So we take care for that. Um, the first thing I would say is if you are called to speak anywhere, yeah. anywhere, uh, whether you are whether you are an anchor or whether you, you are called to present the paper, if you're anxious, acknowledge your anxiety. Don't don't shy away from it. Don't say, "Oh, I'm anxious." I'll go down this off. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge why you are anxious. But I, I believe that um, anxiety it's normal. I've, I've I've been very very anxious before. Um, handling events and also as responsibility came and you know, the higher the responsibility yeah. the higher the anxiety yeah, yeah. because I, I try as much as possible to challenge myself with every with, with, with my next steps I try as much as possible so okay let, let how can we outdo what we did before yeah. so first of all I, I would tell you a personal story I was um, I was at an event and I did not plan to speak yeah. I did not plan to speak but I already started giving that, um, giving that, uh, let, let, let me, we call it packaging, but I already started giving that, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Giving that I, ideology that, okay, this person is comfortable speaking in public. Yeah. So that's how I always present. There's this yeah. old song by a primary school teacher taught me, it's, it's called Make Believe You Are. Yeah. So the, 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 the one of the lyrics goes like, make believe you are, and your dreams will carry you far. So if, if 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 you are anxious, acknowledge you are anxious, then convince yourself that you're not anxious. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Possible? So let, let, let me let me give you a practical example. Now, anxiety comes from one. Perhaps you are not prepared. To. Yeah. Preparedness. You are not as prepared as you think. Yeah. That's one. Two. I tell people as much as possible. Whenever you're going to speak, it, it, you, people don't play this, but professionals um, um, would agree with me. Your appearance matters a lot. What you wear, yeah. we, we, we tend to we tend to let go of the psychological aspects of speaking. And to and I'll tell you now, to a large extent, speaking has to do with your psyche, how you perceive yourself. Yeah. Uh, it also shows a lot about your confidence yeah. as a person. Yeah. So you want to look as confident as possible. Yeah. If if you have a favorite uh, suit or favorite dress. For, you put it on, you know, well pressed, you're looking nice, you've studied the material, you know your audience, very important to know the kind of people you're coming to speak to. So if you're coming to, like, today there was an event um, at the University of Nigeria Student Bar Association, and these are top lawyers who were speaking to students. And me, uh, listening to through this session, I knew, because I knew a couple of them, the, the content was way watered down. And 
this they were not speaking at let me use the word they were not speaking at, at prime level yeah. but this is because they're not doing this not because they don't have content they're doing yeah. it because they understand their audience yeah, yeah, yeah. so so it's, it's the first thing i would advise is acknowledge your fear or anxiety now begin to put things in place before you get on stage that would checkmate this for example you know look nice look nice as yeah. much as possible look nice also um when you know that you when you get there you start just trying to engage with the crowd yeah because there's this tendency to run into a show uh, let me give you an example you can be speaking and you find that oh okay maybe you look at people's faces and they're they trying to make up what's this thing yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's not just when, when, when this happens you th- we want to retrieve into a show like, i just bend my head give my speech and that's it yeah. and, and that's not the essence of it sometimes you take the first step hello do you understand what i just said mm. or you just things that make the draw the audience in so that you don't lose them someone says it's like a boat you're staring the boat you're staring the boat you're trying to get them to a destination and as much as possible you're trying to do this without sinking if you understand what I'm saying. so you're trying to get everybody to the same destination so uh, I, I, I emphasize you engage with your audience as much as possible. You engage with your audience. And, and I'll, I'm if, uh, an older colleague, I'll, I'll end it at this juncture. Uh, but an older colleague said, whenever you go to a platform to speak and you, you are aware of how anxious you are, make a joke about it. About your anxiousness? About, about your anxiety. That, oh, Look, oh, like I came to say this, oh, but see, terribly afraid my hands are quivering. Yeah. My knees are weak. You know, people just laugh, but you laugh, and you find out yeah. that, oh, look, this is going free. Somehow. free. Yes. Because you, you've, you've, you've let them into your little yeah. your little mindset as at that time. And everyone shares it the same way. They say, ah, look, forget us a package like this. Okay, I'm actually here. <laughs> kind of it just yeah. eases the tension. Exactly. Something to ease the tension. What I do in my own. As friends, if I notice that I begin to ask audience questions to the audience, like, oh, what do you think about this topic? What do you think about this? Something trendy, something all those little things that could just people could say something and you know, we could just laugh and all relate and yeah. start on, on the right foot. So, I think that that's what I could uh, advise on regards yeah. to stage five of anxiety. That's an incredible one. Even I haven't uh, overcome this particular uh, cliche, so to speak. And then, um, from your experience as a compare, I believe I think I've seen your profile. You compare. I've seen you've organized a number of, of you've hosted a number of events, and um, you also host your podcast. So, from your viewpoint and from your experiences, how powerful do you think the skill of effective communication is? Well, well, I think we've already uh, mentioned it, but I will try and rephrase it to to uh, give it new new light. Um, what do we say? Do we realize how powerful the skill of communication is? Yeah. Um, people generally uh, go about their daily lives every single day, and we interact with each other. Like, if, if I, I did this trick in secondary school, someone said something, and I tried it. He said, "Wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, um, whether you walk, perhaps walk around with a jotter, count the words you say." Every word you say. Just use it on average day. Every single word you say. Yes, okay. I've said this. One, two, three. Just count it. Then when you, at the end of the day, come back and when you look at the numbers, if you were able to keep up, when you look at the numbers, 
Now, you don't ask yourself, okay, fine, this is the rewards I've said. Have I said the, the, the right things? Have I, have I, in my, in my, in this, because I'm trying to pass messages by saying all these words. I wouldn't be saying these things if I didn't want to pass messages. I didn't want to speak to someone. If I didn't want someone else to understand um, the way I feel about someone. So perhaps does this person get what I'm saying? Have I, have I been able to transmit this idea or this thought to this next person? Now, the second question I ask, have I said the right things? Right things in essence, I mean is, have I said things that would, if not expound on uh, uh, what I, if, if, I, if not to say what I've expound on what, what I think, but to give someone an idea of what I'm, he- and what I'm all about as regards perhaps a topic or you are having an argument because what people say is uh, uh, this but I, I, I don't believe so people say when, because you know what Twitter these days and you know culture culture people say I'm responsible for what I say but not what you understand that's a very big misconception very very wrong now I'll tell you why you bring five random people into your room then you separate them you bring, if you bring them in individually and you say something to them, say something to them, and when they are not together, now say, what do you think I meant by this? You receive close to five different interpretations. That's just being honest. Another trick is this: there's this little game we played as kids, where people stay around in circles, like you whisper something to this person, say this person whisper to this person here. Let's say, for example, you could say, mm, I want to eat rice and chicken. That was that's the how you start the game. Yeah. By the time it passes through ten people's ear, when the last message goes out, you notice that that's not the message. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you understand. If you understand this game, you see, you see what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very practical example of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, at the end of the day, you're responsible for what you say, but you're also responsible. I call this helpers. Helpers in the sense like giving clarifying words. For example, you say what I mean is, or. Perhaps you can think of it in this light. You understand? Yeah. Things that could direct people's uh, uh, um, psyche towards the message you're trying to give. Because, because at the end of the day, we, we have to also be uh, res- look, well, we'll say responsible, but also also be wary of people's biases. People are from different backgrounds, different settings, um, different experiences. So we, we cannot all interpret uh, something as the same. So uh, as much as possible. Um, Barack Obama would say, if I was clear, if he was clear in his mind, because he was asked a question about um, how he balances the skills, because he's you know he's from he's from a, he's from a mixed heritage, yeah. as a black father and a, and, a, and a white mother. And Trevor Noah was asking him a question about how he balances the skill, because it's it, it's a very tough uh, tough uh, equilibrium to manage, because you you're, you're speaking not just as a member of the black race, but also speaking as a member of the white race. You're trying to make sure that look I'm, well, at the end of the day what i'm talking about is equality yes. and what i'm talking about is uh, balance that no one no race at the end of the day yeah. so so he said if i was clear in my mind of what i wanted to say and i was clear that um, the message i was trying to pass uh, um, it's it's not just directed to one set of people so Essentially, in the words I use, it should be able to be relatable to both sets of persons. Yeah. So I think it goes to that notion of, oh, uh, I'm only responsible for what I say. I don't yeah. I'm not responsible for how you interpret it. So as much as possible, we should be worried about how people interpret stuff. And now to cap it all off, um, we could go as, as far as saying that uh, human communication in this essence, because I know we'll still get to that. Human communication in this essence, as we as we've mentioned, as, as the 
number one connector. People could solely, solely on how you, you relate with other people, how you speak with other people, how you able to communicate your ideas, want to either get closer to you or refrain from getting closer to you. So, uh, um, as much as possible, with, as regards uh, how effective you are, how powerful the uh, communication tool is, I think it's something we should all, in our own little cubicle, in our own little space, in our own little personal lives, try as much as possible to imbibe in, in how we do our daily activities. That's that's nice. And um, what is even the essence of communication? If those you are talking to do not get to understand what you are saying, it's, it's going to be hilarious. And um, I think this this will be the last question. Let's narrow the entire thing down. We've been talking about um, communication and communicating from a general viewpoint. Now let's talk about um, for professionals break, who are actually breaking for professionals breaking into the business market would require strategies. How could we leverage on skillful communication to fill the right spots? I don't know if you understand this question. Okay. Now, we'll be talking about speaking to a large group of audience, how to um, understand this audience and then communicate properly. Now, let's also look at it from the aspects of, uh, say, let's say lawyers, for example, lawyers who go into um, business deals with certain clients, you have to communicate and then make these people understand what you are saying and then use communica- your communication skill rightly to get what you want. So how could these professionals, how could we develop on our communication skills so well that even in our business circle, we are able to uh, command the audience of those we transact with, those we have go and have deals with. How, how do we impress um, our superiors in our firms, in our companies, in our uh, organizations and all that? How do we leverage on communication within our business spaces? Okay. Um, uh, first of all, uh, before uh, before we move into that, you know, the Bible said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, I think confidence is a, is a big, very big factor in, in, in our human relationship. How we are able to, or how, how others are able to receive the kind of person we are. Um, before someone who, someone who, who has no self-esteem, someone who is not as much as confident in himself. Before the person says a word, the body betrays him. Yeah. The body betrays him, the body language, the eye contact, the posture. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, what, what I would always tell people, especially uh, my close friends, is uh, um, when people realize, when you can only work on a problem if you accept that you have a problem. Yeah. And when people realize this, uh, especially uh, regards the issue of confidence, they can take baby steps to remedy that issue because you will never be able to communicate effectively if you have not remedied the issue of confidence. Yeah. So even if you, some people today could be called um, into dinner. It's, let's say you're called to have a dinner tonight with the, with the top legal practitioner or maybe perhaps a minister or a government official, the governor. And um, the way they handle themselves in that setting, they might, yes, of course, they might not be prepared. Yeah. I mean, which, which book are you going to read to be able to, okay, I'm having dinner with the governor, what do I say, how do I... But the way they're able to manage the situation, it's not even about, so most times it's not about the words they say. Yes, the words they say count, but it's about the confidence. You understand? So um, for, for us as professionals and how we're able to connect the bridges with, with our communication skills, you, 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 you mentioned how lawyers can you know, close deals and how lawyers can be able to communicate. I'd rather that's what with, with their fellow lawyers. Um, 
the issues of networking now because because it's a dicey issue but I'll, I'll try and separate this the issues of, of, of networking and overlapping communication but, but networking of course there has to be common denominators i believe there are common denominators for example common interests there has to be common interests that's that, that's the fact okay um so to continue from there we were speaking about the common denominators right now. Yeah. So I as I said there has to be common factors for, for you to be able to link bridges between you and other persons. So perhaps interest, common interest, professional or personal interest. There also has to be um, um, value that you're looking to because I, I tell people that networking is about bringing value to the table it's not about it's not it's not a parasitic relationship so you have to find a way how can I be of value to this person because you, you want as much as possible to to the relationship you're building with this person is, is something that's going to last and um, now communication is, is especially when it, if, it, if it's if it's in person public speaking would be able to uh, to to send messages about what is it you want from the person and how you can go to achieve that. Now, uh, people have had perhaps they have had opportunities to network with other colleagues and other persons, but they were not able to sustain that relationship because the, perhaps they were not very vocal about what they what what they what they expected in the arrangements. But as as much as possible, if if um, if you are also to take the dive into networking. Um, I would say that people should, as yes, of course, we want to network, we want to um, leverage on opportunities, we want to bring things to the table. But people should uh, um, understand the psyche of the person they're trying to, um, the person they are trying to network with. Now, the lines to draw, lines of, of um, we should try as much as possible not to be, not to, not to be a bother to the person, because you're, you're, you're trying to get the person's attention you're trying to but, but as much as possible have have decorum let, let it be an organized forum so you just don't call someone up um, um, randomly and, and expect the person to give you the time of day so um, that being said that being said it, I think it should happen in a defined structure it can also happen in a loose structure because um, they're talking as well in the areas of mentorship and the rest uh, good number of successful um, mentorship I've had has been informal. Where you, you don't gotta ask the person, oh look, be my mentor, be no. Just when you and someone has common interest that you go naturally go to the person for advice, you know, naturally the person will become your mentor. So I think um, that being said on the issue of networking, um, public speaking and, and communication very important in those relationships because uh, I think expectations should be should be uh, as much as possible told to the other party in subtle ways of course because you're, you're perhaps you're networking because okay you you have interest in let's let's give an example you have interest in um, dispute resolution opening dispute resolution and you're networking with an ADR lawyer so you're telling him or her that oh hello sir I am so 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 person and I have interest in this area I have uh, published articles in this area. So you, you, by this, you're already showing that, look, I'm not just coming with empty arms, yeah. with empty palms, rather. Look, uh, I meaning that perhaps when if you want to collaborate on a project, I could be of help, I could help yeah. you research. I could, so yeah. those little things, able to tell this other person that, oh, look, 
yes, it's a mentorship program, but this person is also a valuable asset to me. Let's not always look for what can I get from that person. I think it is the it is in the giving that we are able to sustain those kind of relationships. All right, thank you very much, and um, I think we've come to the end of this session. I want to uh, particularly thank you for coming here and um, taking time out to dissect this topic and um, I have learned an incredible lot so thank you very much once again yeah, thank you for having me thank you it was a pleasure it's a pleasure I'd love to do this sometime again. all right all right most definitely so uh, uh, thank you for hanging out with us and remember to subscribe to the channel and continue to follow our newsletters and do have a nice time